The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Here, honey, if you're going to paint around the windows, be careful, will you? Don't paint on the glass. That'll all have to be scraped off, and it's a terrible job. Now I'm being careful. Oh, dear, do you think we'll get the downstairs painted and papered before Thanksgiving? To... You sure will. Well, oh, Charlie, Ned. Oh, for goodness said... sakes, we didn't hear you two come in. Yeah, we're back again tonight reporting for work. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. Huh? How come you never told me you were in a gym? What? Why? What do you mean? Well, imagine I saw it in the paper tonight. Uh, what's all this about you coming up for trial next Monday on a jaywalking charge? Oh, all oh, that, that thing. Oh, I thought I told you that. What happened about a month ago? No, not a word, not a word. Well, I would rather not talk about it, Charlie. He makes me so mad. The very day the city started this new cleanup campaign of, oh, you know, don't throw things on the sidewalk, candy wrappers, cigarettes, don't double park and don't jaywalk... That's the day he takes to jaywalk. I did not jaywalk. Well, now, the I... cop said you did and, and, and arrested him. And, of now course, look. he resisted arrest, argued with the officer, got hauled to the station where he sailed into the desk sergeant. Oh, brother, don't ever argue with that guy. He'll throw you in the jug. He did. <laughs> oh, I don't no, believe it. Well, I... did. And I said, for heaven's sakes, don't argue. Pay the $2. It is not $2. It's $15. And I did not jaywalk. I, I, I had, I... listen, I had to get in this expensive lawyer. Ed Masterson, Jack, was still out of town. Masterson got him out of jail. He pleaded not guilty. And the magistrate set a date for the trial, which he insists all right, on all right. having. Now, look, look, would you plead oh, guilty really, to something I you just... didn't do, Charlie? I ask you. I did not jaywalk. On top of that, I, I, I was humiliated. This, 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 this big cop yells over the loudspeakers. Hey, you in a tweed coat and a brown hat carrying a paper parcel. Hey, you, he says. <laughs> that, was our orange that was our orange juicer in the paper parcel. I asked him to drop it off to have it repaired. All the seeds jiggle through. Oh, I know what you mean. They do on mine, too. What you have to do is get that little knob on the side adjusted. Uh, well, I uh, thought it was probably some simple thing, look, you know, look, but could I, I just... just once, just once tell my story without you going on about the orange juicer, which has nothing to do I'm with... I'm the... sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go on, well, come on, dear, go on. I don't know where I was now. The cop yelled, hey, you, over the loudspeakers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right, now, 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 just let me fill in the details, Charlie. And, and you be the judge. You be the judge. See, now, to begin with, nobody, nobody in, in, in this country is a more law-abiding citizen than I am. You know, the last person anyone would want to be on Saturday is the main character in CBS Radio's spine-chilling drama on Suspense. Only one fate could be worse, and that's not to hear our next Suspense story at all. It's a thrilling tale about someone caught in a life-and-death situation. Packed with surprises, with tension mounting all the time, Saturday's drama on Suspense will keep you spellbound. Another excitement in store for you on CBS Radio this weekend involves our insurance sleuth, Johnny Dollar. And Johnny, on the other hand, is someone we'd all like to be. His detective duties lead him around dangerous corners where dangerous people wait. All the same, his daring exploits, his well-padded expense account, and his knack for attracting lovely ladies make life interesting for him. In fact, the only thing we can think of that's better than being Johnny Dollar is hearing his thrilling adventures on CBS Radio every Sunday. <laughs> Until then, the 
magistrate said, do you plead guilty or not guilty? <clears throat> and I said, not guilty, and he sets the date for the trial. Now, I ask you, Charlie, would you pay $15 for something you did not do? Would you? Would you, Charlie? Well, gosh, I don't know, pal. It, it may cost you more in the long run. Boy, I'll say it will. Legal advice, court charges. That's what I keep telling him, Madge, but he is determined to see justice done. It is the principle of the thing. It isn't the money. Well, now, look here. Darling, if the trial is set for next money, have you got your defense ready? Well, I expect the lawyer has. I, I've been wanting to talk to him, but he's been out of town. Well, you've got to prove you weren't jaywalking, which it seems to me is going to be rather difficult. It's your word against the cops, and it's been my experience. Yeah, and heavens knows she's had plenty. Yeah. Oh, boy, what I've shelled out in traffic tickets. Of course, everybody else in town goes crazy trying to find a parking place, but <laughs> not Madge. She just parks it by a hydrant or a bus stop or right smack across a warehouse driveway. Oh, Charlie, <laughs> I do not. But... As I started to say, it has been my experience that a policeman's word is better than yours. The light said walk when I walked across the street. Anyhow, I'm, I'm going to leave those details up to the lawyer. That's what I'm paying him for, after all. Anyhow, my real defense is <clears throat> that I am a law-abiding citizen who was arrested unjustifiably. And I intend to say a few words on that subject when I'm on the stand, too. Have you already mm. thought of what you're going to say, dear? Mm, well, roughly. I haven't written down anything, but I... I just want to say a few words about justice and liberty and the, and the rights of a law-abiding citizen. You want my advice, pal? Huh? Why? Forget it. Plead guilty and pay the fine. Hey, look, pal, I've been in those courts. They don't waste time listening to guys giving speeches. I've got something to say, and I'm going to say it. Well, then you better leave the painting to us tonight, dear, and you can get by yourself and start writing it out. Spend the weekend memorizing it. No, she's right. She is right. You certainly don't want to make a fool of yourself on the witness stand. I do not intend to make a fool of myself on the witness stand, as you put it, Madge. Mm. I'd rather hope that my wife and friends would be proud of me. Oh, we will. We will, dear. Yeah, of course, yeah. darling. Sure. Yes. Well, if you'll well. excuse me, maybe I'd better get off by myself and start writing it out. Yes, that, that's all right, darling. You, you go on. You go on. We, we'll go on painting. Yeah, sure. That's, that's okay. Thank now. you. Thank you. After all, what I have to say will be defending your rights as well as my own. <laughs> Who is he trying to be? Patrick Henry? For heaven's sake, he was only jaywalking, wasn't he? Well, the night before it happened, Madge, we had just seen an old movie with Paul Muni about Emile Zola and the Dreyfus case. Ah, well, that explains a lot. We saw an old movie with Paul Henry, and for weeks afterwards, Charlie kept lighting two cigarettes and very romantically giving me one. <laughs> oh, cut it out, Madge. Now, where's the paintbrush I had last night, huh? Well, all I can say is you're both wonderful to come over here and do all our painting like this. Oh, darling, we love it. And I think some of the others are coming back tonight, too. Uh, Myra and George and Eleanor and Fred. Yeah, the main thing is you're saving money. And are you going to need it? Because he's got himself one mighty expensive lawyer. <laughs> He'd better win. Oh, dear. Well, let's get on with the painting, and in a little while, I'll go in and see how he's doing. <laughs> dear, better come in and see how you're doing. Oh, I'm doing all right, I guess. Keep it short now. Yes, 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 I will, I will. Charlie finished painting the front hall, and now we're all started in the dining room. Uh, oh, oh, that's wonderful, that's wonderful. Charlie, uh -huh. I thought you might like to read what you've written to everybody, you know, before they leave tonight. Myra and George are in there, too, and, and you know, maybe sort of get everybody's opinions. Oh, no, oh, no, my gosh. Look, I won't have it written tonight, anyhow. I'm just trying to polish it as I go along and make revisions. Uh, actually, I've only got the first paragraph that I'm really satisfied with. Uh-huh. Well, read it to me. Oh, no, no, no. 
Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do think it starts out pretty well, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, it's not brilliant, you know, uh, I suppose, but I, uh, <clears throat> I do think that... Uh, uh, well, read it to me. Well, I, I know the first sentence is okay. Now, you ready? Yes, fine, dear. Yeah, go on, go on. Mm. Well, look at me, will you? Stop dusting the arm of the chair. Oh, I'm not dusting, dear. I thought I saw a scratch on it. Oh, all right, all right, I'm looking at you. <laughs> and I'm all ears. Mr. Piper, have you a few words you wish to say to the court? <clears throat> yes, Your Honor. It is my desire and the desire of all men, as so nobly set forth at the birth of our great nation, to voice the cry of justice that must be heard, that will be heard, that shall be heard throughout the land. What will be heard? Justice. Oh, well, I'm sorry, dear. It was so flowery, I, I, I didn't get it. Flowery? Well, that... You consider the Gettysburg Address flowery? Well, no, you're, but you're not trying to write anything like the Gettysburg Address, are you? For heaven's sakes, you're only arrested for jaywalking. Well, now, look here. I'm not going to get up in court and just say, well, I, I, I don't think I should have been arrested because I wasn't jaywalking. How would that sound? Well, I guess everybody would know what you're talking about anyhow. You don't think that my first sentence is clear? No, I don't, dear. Well, it's clear in a way, but... Honestly, honey, you seem to go all around Robin Hood's barn to get there. All right, all right, all right. May I ask, then, what, what would you say? Well, I wouldn't say anything at all. I'd have paid the fines. If you were giving this speech... All right, let me, let me see it. Give me your pencil. Mm. First of all, I think it should be shorter. Now, you want me to see what I can do here, using all these sort of same words? Well, yes, that would be nice, since I've spent two hours on the first paragraph. Well, first of all, I think you should add the word right. It is my desire and right. Oh, oh right. okay, all right, okay. Then, all right. put oh, your throughout right. the land up here. Oh, no, 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 I, I, I like it at the end. I'll put it right up here, and then cross out this and this oh, and this. Don't, and this. Well, don't. Well, Dally, so it reads this way. Well, it is my desire and right, as it is the desire and right of all men throughout our land, to cry out in the defense of justice. What do you think? I think I should have paid the $15 fine. I don't think that sentence is bad, dear. No, 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 it's, it again, it's, it's fine, it's fine. It's just that, well, now for the first time I'm beginning to get cold feet. Well, if I may make a suggestion, you call your lawyer. Call him at home and tell him you have got to see him tomorrow. Find out what he's going to say and then maybe you'll know better what you should say. Yeah. Well, my gosh, what, what if, as Madge said, I, I do make a fool of myself on the witness stand. You won't, dear. Well, now, I call your lawyer. <laughs> What do you mean he hasn't time to see you? He's your lawyer. What well, did he say? He, he didn't say exactly he didn't have time to see me. It was, he just said it wasn't necessary. Said he'd see me outside the courtroom just before the trial. What did he say when you said you were kind of worried? Just laughed. Said not to worry, whatever that means. Not well, to worry. Well, now, dear, he's a very good lawyer, they say, you know, so... I think I'll call him back and find out <laughs> if it's too late just to plead guilty and pay the fine. Well, dear, it would be more sensible. I know, I know, I know. Sensible. You think so, Charlie thinks so. Madge thinks so. Everybody thinks so. But I, I didn't want to be sensible exactly. I, oh, the heck with it. I'll, I'll call the guy back and I'll... Oh, I'll well, I'll... dear, I really do think it's the... Uh, Madge is mixing the kitchen paint. Wants you to look at it. Oh, all right. Thank you, Charlie. You are doing the right thing now, dear. Don't you worry about... Yes, Madge, I'm coming. Yeah, you sure are doing the right thing, pal. And I, I want to say something to you. I'll make it brief, pal. I'm not one for slushy, sloppy sentiment. But I just want to say that you're all right in my book, pal. You're one in a million. Why, 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 Charlie? I mean, oh, thanks, but, but why, why, what are you... Well, I've been thinking it over. Huh? You are absolutely right. And you get in there and fight. 
And I'm going to back you 100%. And by gosh, so will the Kiwanis and the Rotary and the Lions and the Elks. Yeah. Yes, sir, you leave it to good old Charlie. We'll pack that courtroom Monday morning. We'll send letters. We'll send telegrams. Why, hey, between you and me, pal, you weren't jaywalking, were you? Who, me? No, no, I, I, I was not jaywalking for Pete's sakes. I, then I... you get up there on the witness stand next Monday morning and say so. Oh, you're going to be great, pal. Just great. Oh, oh, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, golly, how do I get myself into these things? Ten times each weekend on most of these same stations, Rosemary Clooney and Vic Damone drop by with a cheery hello and a song. And every time they do, things go from better to best. These unabashed optimists are on Saturdays and Sundays adding sparkle to your weekend activities. Their songs are as fresh and friendly as a chrysanthemum on a raccoon coat. Saturdays and Sundays, there's always another refreshing road show starring Rosemary Clooney or Vic Damone on its way to you. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Audrey Christie and Don Briggs and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door.